I'm Francesca Donnellan. Welcome to Becoming More Human, the podcast. Every generation, through its arts and creativity, explores the same questions. Who am I and what really matters? We are so often taught how to emulate others to make other people happy. But how do we access what's good for ourselves and be strong enough to actually claim it? It's a constant practice because we all keep evolving. There are no limits to personal growth. You can start your journey today and get closer to discovering your true self. Give back to the people around you and make the world a better place. Welcome back, everybody, to Becoming More Human. Thank you for joining us on this journey every single week. It is a pleasure to have you along with us. And it's a pleasure, as always, to sit across from the wonderful and my wonderful Uncle Kevin. Uncle Kevin, how are you doing today? Brian, I'm doing very well, thank you. It's lovely to see you again. You know, technology is amazing. We're about five or 6,000 miles apart. We're eight hours time difference, and we can mm. sit literally sit looking at each other. I marvel at that. I think it's absolutely (laughs) wonderful. It is. In this instance, yes, I absolutely adore it. In the work capacity and people are putting their cameras on still, you're like, do I have to turn this camera on and see this person? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not having a good day today. I just need to. But in this capacity, I absolutely adore it. I mean, we've been doing this podcast a while now and we're very lucky to be able to do it and to do it together and As always, I really value our time and I value your input on all of my interviews I've done because it's so insightful to kind of do the interviews and then for for us to have this weekly conversation, it just builds a a bigger story and more learnings and especially from a spiritual perspective, just sort of going in that bit deeper, I think is is really insightful. So I absolutely love that. Thank you. I I love it too as as, as most of our guests have probably realized by now I love talking. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it is. The, the interviews are great springboards into a, a deeper conversation. The, the, your guests have been marvelous. They've, they've told incredible stories. Their fortitude and courage is, is, is amazing. I, I love the idea that, for, for want of a better phrase, these are ordinary people leading extraordinary lives. And, mm. and and I love the the reality that wisdom is available in everyone's life. Yes, Every, everyone has a story and a, and a, a learning for all of us, uh, and we we need to share that with one another more freely so that we can actually all benefit. Mm. Well, well, this week, Uncle Kevin, we had the wonderful Alexandra, and she is a she's a branding specialist, which is quite obscure. I thought to have on for becoming more human, it, it didn't feel like a natural fit in some ways, but actually, it's a really interesting fit. I think it's very of the moment. You know, she's talking about personal branding and how we're all becoming our own mini brands, and what does that look like, and and what does that look like in the face of becoming more human. You know, we are all, you know, subject to whatever is happening to our mobile phones. Our mobile phones are controlling so much of us. I mean, my phone, for instance, tells me if I've used how much screen time I've had, if it was more or less than last week and, you know, what percentage that's on. And, you know, the other day, you know, I saw the percentage grow about 500% week on week. And I thought, oh, my God, that's sending me into a panic. I've got anxiety now. And I didn't have it before the phone told me, you know, you know, she talks a lot in detail about all of those subject topics and they are huge topics they are topics that have been discussed you know 
in the press by experts for for years now. But in the context, Uncle Kevin, of becoming more human, are we all brands? Do I dare say that to us? You know, to you on this podcast, you know, I, I, from with my marketing hat on, I know, I know that is probably true in a way. But in my becoming more human wellness hat, I, I don't want to believe that, Uncle Kevin. If I'm being honest, I'm so glad you said that, Far. I wonder. I was wondering where we might go with with branding because when I heard the beginning of the interview, I'm like. Uh, this is going to be very commercially, like, how is this going to be relevant to most people? But Alexandra, as she spoke, I found it was fascinating that she uh, gave the argument for and against. And she mm. was very clear that yes. this is a tool which has a place and that's all it is. So to answer your question, yes, yeah, there is a, Alexandra is right. There is a sense in which if you want to call it, we used to call it our personality. <laughs> we used to call it, you know, how I manifest myself in the world or something like that. Yeah. The, the modern word for that is branding. Yeah. And it's just the modern word for it. And because we have, have social media and all the rest of it, we have more technology about selling, for want of a better word, that brand. Um, yeah. And I would say here, I think we're definitely talking about an age demographic that has really taken this up with a vengeance. And it tends to be the younger generation, part of a wave. It will come and it will go. But this idea of identity mm. is wrapped up in how I sell myself. Alexandra was very clear in saying is when you're talking about a product, we're all used to that. You know, from time immemorial, as soon as there were artisans making things, mm. people did marketing. You know, this, I'm the best stonemason, you know, I'm the best weaver, or this is the nicest wool in the county or whatever. And so marketing, branding for products has been around for ages. What has shifted in the last little while uh, is the idea of, Doing that to now, I'm going to loosely say a person. Mm -hmm. Actually, what we're talking about is an image. Yeah. What we're talking about is not really the person, as she said it very clearly, it's how do you want to be perceived? Mm. The old adage, perception is reality. If I can create the perception of who I am, yeah. then it doesn't matter who I really am because everyone's living with the perception. And creating. So if one wants to be cynical, one is saying this is all about telling better lies than the other people. Yeah. Now, if we want to be nice about it, we could say, no, I'm just telling the truth about things. And I'm trying, trying to tell the truth more efficiently and more effectively and more fully. Yeah. So that would be great. If we were all telling the truth about everything, then the more truth there is, generally, it's a good thing. I do love the line from um, Pride and Prejudice. When Elizabeth Bennett, having been told something by Mr. Darcy, says, truth is vastly overrated. Tact <laughs> and taste are much to be preferred. So <laughs> I think there is an element where, you know, the, the truth is we don't want to tell the truth because that mm. would mean telling all our failures as well. Yeah, so, that's so true. That's what people don't want to stay away from. And then, you know, you see it play out on Instagram and on social media where one small thing happens in their life and suddenly they're using that as the catalyst to demonstrate that they can talk about their wrongdoings or their failings. And it, and it's, it becomes this vacuous circle of people trying to outdo other people. Of, you know, how spiritual are you? Let's quickly, you know, 
go down that rabbit hole or you know how good you are as a parent or how good you are as this and this this and it's very difficult to to be your authentic self I think I think a lot of people struggle with that because of the way social media is and and the perception that you can have on there uh, as opposed to what is reality yes it's it's almost as if reality now has to be packaged Um, Mm. And that I do feel is a step in the right, a step in the wrong direction. Um, so I, again, I really appreciated Alexandra's honesty and saying this is a tool for achieving an end. Be clear about what is the end. And she talked about how her company spends time really trying to find out what are you trying to do. And I love the fact that she said, you know. You tell me what you're trying to do. Uh, I'll even tell you which colors you might want to use. So I love the idea that she realizes and her team realizes that everything we're taking in is creating an image. Mm -hmm. For example, um, what colors we wear. Both of us used to live in London, and we know that like, the clothes that people wear, for instance, in London, is very different than the clothes people wear in the country. Mm. Um, I live in the Pacific Northwest, and everything here, you know, if you want to dress up, you put on your clean jeans. <laughs> most, most men do not own a suit. Would never dream of owning a suit. The only time they might wear a suit would be a wedding, and maybe yeah. not even then. So the expectation about how we present ourselves, how we dress ourselves, yeah. changes enormously by where we live and what we do. You know, if I don't need a suit, why would I have one? And mm. But when it comes to branding, even colors and textures, everything says a message. Um, Mm, Absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with knowing this, especially if I'm trying to create effect. If if I'm going to an interview and you look in your closet, you may say, I've got nothing to wear for this interview. And you might be right because you know as soon as you walk into that room, you're creating an image. Yeah. And as they say, you can only make a first impression once. Yeah. We cannot stop ourselves from absorbing it. Um, there's an old adage that 70 to 80% of communication is nonverbal. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time talking, but the truth is it's all the other things that help communicate. So branding is about communication. The question is, is the branding an expression of me or am I a product of the branding? Mm. So if I'm all concerned about having the right clothes and the right jewelry and the right makeup and driving the right car and all the rest of it, I am becoming a product of my branding. Yeah. Whereas if it's the other way around, it's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a flannel shirt because it's just comfortable with a T-shirt. And, you know, I'm not needing to look professional at the moment. and I'm comfortable. Yeah. Um, I know people who dress up every day and do the makeup and everything, even if they're not expecting to see another person. Mm. Their idea of ever, you know, stepping into spending the entire day in their pajamas would, you know, they'd have to be in hospital strapped to a bed before they would, you know, do that. So some people have become, they're believing their own lies. They're believing their own branding. Mm. And I really uh, appreciated Alexandra's honesty about that is not a good idea. The branding is a tool. We have to be aware we're using it. We have to be aware it's a perspective. We do, Uncle Kevin. I think what makes that quite hard, though, is that people who are spectators of that branding are now becoming experts themselves. You know, I my job is 
apart from becoming more human, my other job is branding, is expert and being an expert in branding, brand creation, design, uh, marketing, PR, um, you know, it's everything of that kind of like what I would always say, your smoke and mirrors of life, you know, and it's that shop window effect. I'm very much that like, oh, that shiny thing in the window. What's that? I must come and see it. That's kind of my job. There used to be a few experts in that, in that arena. And now because of social and because of Instagram, you know, Karen in her two up and two, two up, two down and her dog at the age of 56 or whatever is now an expert in personal branding. You know, they didn't have a job in it. They haven't qualified in it. They, didn't, they haven't spent 30 years researching it, looking at it. But she is now the expert, as is the 17-year-old. We're seeing so much on social of how things are supposed to be in a in a warped way that it drives the narrative. So it's a very hard cycle to come out of. And I think, you know, I look at this a lot because I have many things I love and many things I enjoy. Now on Instagram, it doesn't allow you to have all those sides of you. It allows you to curate a side, a niche, a thing. And yet we're multifaceted. And I have always struggled with that. And I think then people looking at you are like, oh, well, who are you then? You know, you're over there doing like, a celebrity party for your clients. Oh, and then you're doing, then you're doing your wellness coaching. How does that work then? Does it matter? You know, but it does for lots of other people who are now sort of experts in this arena because they want, people want to see a finished product from a person. They want to see that complete identity and it kind of ticks a box in their mind. It's like, Oh, I feel comforted now because I'm, you know, I follow this person on Instagram and it gives, they give me exactly what I think, thought I needed from that. You know, if I'm opening a, a packet of Maltesers, I know I'm going to eat a Malteser. What I don't want to pick out is a Haribo from that. That would throw me off. And I think social media, even though we're talking about people, we're not talking about products. We're talking about multifaceted people who one day might want to eat a chocolate bar. The other day they might want to eat a green juice. The other day they might, you know, want a drink of alcohol. The next day they might never want to touch booze again. It's we, we are complicated characters that one size does not fit all. And we're fickle in our tastes and we're fickle in our jobs and we're fickle because that's the way that we are designed to be. We're, we're inquisitive about life and about things and if you want to go over there and try that then you should be able to but if you're going to look at how that plays out on your social how that plays out as this new idea of we're becoming mini brands it's very hard for people I think to then maybe go and explore hobbies or go and do things because it might not fit the brand that they've now got for themselves and I think we're all to blame in that sense we all like you know we want to follow that person we want to see that thing and and expect x in return and when that person is not giving us that, then we might switch off from them and then that person loses loses their influence. And that's the other thing, isn't it? Here? It's, it's how much influence then you have over somebody. And, you know, in the old days, <laughs> if you're going down to the pub and flashing whatever and having a chat and, you know, your level of influence is probably your contacts and your connections and in other areas. And, and you as a person, you know, are you a good, solid, true person? That's, that's, you know, I want to be friends with or want to do business with people I trust. And that's now built majority over social media including LinkedIn as well you know that's that's a big place for people to build their reputations and profiles in certain demeanors so look I I do I think we're all we're all part of this actually and we're all we're all sitting there on our sofas scrolling through and we're sort of we're judging other people's so-called brands without really realizing it and 
forgetting that, you know, when, when we, uh, Uncle Kevin, when we first started social media, people would post everything, everything. If you look, if anyone scrolls back to their Facebook, their first like year of posting, their first year of Instagram, the first year of all of it, when it was all new and we weren't all so, you know, bothered about how things looked. There were no filters, I don't think, back in the day. Maybe there was like two. The, the sort of diverse content you would see was huge because we would just, you know, you would do everything and anything to create whatever's there. But now we're obsessed with this brand. Everybody puts out what they think is correct and what they think other people want to see. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's a, I have a love-hate with all of it because I think, you know, for me, becoming more human, it, 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 a lot of it goes against it and I don't want to my life to be controlled by that but I can see honestly I can genuinely see how easy it is to be controlled especially you know my age groups um without a doubt you are quite right it's uh, as we said it's a definitely a, um, different age categories are responding differently to this and and I have heard stories that, that some of the younger ones are even younger than you are actually <laughs> rebelling against it so there may be good news there uh, maybe this is a wave that will pass and then pass on. I don't think people my age are so worried about branding. Um, we're just happy. No, absolutely. You know, you know, we're just happy to be up in the morning. Be and alive. Uh, <laughs> be alive. If that's right. And, hey, look, I, I, you know, I've still got my own teeth, you know. But you wouldn't be able to, you know, I I, know I was thinking about this the other day, you know, your generation, you know, my mum's generation, you know, you wouldn't really be, you wouldn't be safe on social. You know, you've grown up in a different era where certain things you just wouldn't be able to say anymore. You know, people just, you know, it's like, oh, no, no, we can't say that anymore. Or no, no, people don't do that. And I think I'm glad you're all not because I love all of my older generation for who they are and their viewpoints on everything and anything. And, and, you know, that's what's so refreshing, actually, sometimes when I have a chat to so-called, you know, a real life in-person conversation. You're like, oh, it's so refreshing because sometimes you get sucked into this social media conversation and it's just not real. It's a few people's opinions suddenly becomes the whole world's opinion. And you're like, oh, no, actually, just shut that down. We don't need to listen to that. This is something, again, it. It's something we've said before, and I just want to remind everyone, the first half of life is about creating our story. The first half of life, and so let's say to 45-ish, hopefully a little bit earlier, that's the, the, the drive, the human drive. Who am I? Where am I in the world? What do I want to be? Let's create the story. So it is a totally appropriate that people in your age group and younger are into branding. I mean, it's been called different things over the, over the centuries. Mm. But branding, one way or another, has always been around at a personal level. People, have, from the way they dress, from their, their, um, their ability or not to speak nicely, their uh, social yeah. network, you all of that. You could do etiquette classes, do you remember? Um, yes. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called now. Yeah, social graces. Yeah. I mean, mean, you you talk about faux pas on social media. You know, in my generation, the faux pas was being at a formal dinner and not knowing which knife and fork to use. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Imagine. Imagine if that's all we had to worry about as a faux pas in 2023. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Life suddenly would feel a lot easier. (laughs) But, you know, in its day, that was a socially damning as anything else. There's a marvellous poem by Rudyard Kipling Mm. called Brown Boots. Ooh, 
Okay, I'm going to Google that one. It's 100 years old now. Um, And it's about somebody going to a funeral wearing brown boots as opposed to black ones. Wow. I I banned brown shoes from my wedding, so I think (laughs) with Rudyard Kipling. Oh, dear friend, we have a lot of work to do. Um, Um, The whole point of this, the, the, the poem is everyone is judging this man who turns up in brown boots for his friend's wedding, uh, friend's yeah. funeral. <laughs> and right at the end, you find out that he's given his black boots to somebody who has no shoes. Wow. So he can go to the funeral looking properly dressed. I mean, that, that, that's a lovely story. I, when I banned brown shoes from my wedding, that wasn't because they were giving their black shoes away. I just have to add that. <laughs> so, you know, branding in that sense, and certainly the judgment that goes with it. Mm. Roger Kepling's uh, poem, Brown Boots, is a great example from 100 years ago about um, of the judgment that goes with the image we are creating. Yeah. And it also challenges us to stop judging. It's one thing to say, this is a dress I really love, and look, I really like this makeup. And yeah. it's fine to say, you know, that looks fabulous. Even I would look good in that. It's another thing to say, oh, I judge you because it is this or it's not that. You know, you've got up in my estimation or down in my estimation because of what you're saying. So the challenge for all of us is to stop judging the information. Mm, If we're going to still take it as as branding, okay, that is information. That's interesting information. Is it relevant to anything I need to decide at the moment, or is it just what it is? But again, it's coming back to this first half of life thing. It's appropriate to be concerned about these things when we're growing up, because we have no story. I mean, we have to pretend to have a story because we have no story. And a person without a story is actually nobody. Without our story, we have amnesia. Mm. Without our story, we have no identity. So what we're doing is we're building our identity. And rather like a snail living in a shell, we have to decide if we own the shell or not. But I am not the shell. I am just the person, the snail living inside it. And that's okay. It's like the house I live in. I'm the person who lives inside the house. The house is is functional. I am the person. So the, the challenge again is... Is the branding telling me who I am, or am I telling the branding who I am? Mm. We're all doing it with yeah. the clothes we wear, with the language we use, with the places we go on a holiday, a vacation, and the the sports clubs we support, or we um, or, or the arts groups we think. Yeah. You're quite right. People are. Like oh you know you're a theatre person oh you you're not you're not a real person there you know you know you're you're a mm. this or a that or you know oh you like guns oh and that means you're a that person yeah so you know that's a big one in America as well so it's the judgment that goes with the facts mm-hmm. or very often doesn't go with the facts it's in, laid on top of the facts so. From the point of view of becoming more human, we have to embrace the fact that we're all creating brands all the time. Even people my age, we're still creating an identity. At some point, we have to say, is the identity 
being put on top of me, or am I expressing myself through my identity? In yeah. other words, is it an external thing that's going on top? We've got the right clothes, the right car, the right house. Or is it something that's coming out from me because of my values, yeah. because of my perspective? You know, no, I'm not going to drive that car because it uses too much petrol, too much gas. I'm not going to buy that house, even if I could afford it, because I don't need that much space. You know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not. Uh, is my brand an expression of me, or am I an expression of my brand? And when you look up at all the influencers, as, as they are called, on social media and things like that, they tend to be young, and they're people in search of identity and money, usually. Mm. They do it, they're doing it because they want to become rich quick, very often in terms of mm. the influencers. You know, they, there's a story out there that you can earn tens of thousands a year being an influencer. Yeah. Well, it's becoming a, it's becoming a job option, a career option for young kids. It's you know, do you want to become a doctor? Do you want to become an influencer? All in the same sentence. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, and it's anyway. it's whether or not that will actually stick. You know, we talk with Claire about being in the creative economy and you know having more creators, uh, like young people, younger people, I should say, especially you know creating this content and like you say, trying to find their identity, but they're doing it you know, in a different way. And, and in some respects, it's not all bad. It's a way of finding oneself. It's just when, like you said, it's which way is that working for them? Are they controlling it or is it controlling them? And this is this is why it is so important. And I know we all rebel against it when we're teenagers, but this is why it is so important to have mentors. Yeah. This is why it is so important. You know, if it doesn't work for, for your parents, Maybe a grandparent, maybe an aunt, an uncle, maybe mm. a, a boss uh, or an elderly relative or a, somebody who lives down the street, um, a neighbor. I cannot stress too much the, the importance of, of a discerning and loving, uh, and these both of those, discerning and loving community. I know there were days when, Fran, you would come downstairs, dress mm-hmm. in an outfit, and your mother would say, Sweetie, you're not going out wearing that. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I think that happened to me from about the age of five. <laughs> <laughs> and then she then she would have to give up because, you know, going to church with, like, my high heels on, my headbands, my belts, my makeup, all of my accessories. <laughs> yeah. You were creating a story. You were creating an identity. <laughs> and it didn't, and it's hard to move away from that. And then you have, that's the question I've always asked myself in that moment though, Uncle Kevin, is which part of it runs me? And I think I've had past relationships that have questioned it where they thought, well, obviously it's running you, you know, you don't know who you are because you're, you hide behind your clothes and your, you know, your um, extroverted personality and your, you know, need to kind of perform and to, you know, to be the centre. And then I went through a stage of actually realizing, obviously, no, that's a load of bullshit. No, it is me and it doesn't rule me. I'm like, I can live without stuff and have stuff and it doesn't matter. But I know my deep soul is like, I love exploring that part of me. And I always have, like like I said, really, since I was little. So, Mm. yeah, it ain't going away. (laughs) And uh, we we are um, in the same gene pool. 
Yeah, uh, I got it from you, Uncle Kevin. You don't get it from me directly, but we have we have shared ancestors from who we definitely both get it. And you know, I, I've always been a lover of clothes as well. So when people say um, you have too many clothes, I just say, "Oh, you like my collection? This is my art <laughs> collection. This is my, you know, this is what I've collected from different." Um, just like somebody would collect paintings or something else, this happens to be what I collect. I don't collect alcohol. I don't collect cigarettes. You know, I don't collect other mm. stuff. I collect stuff I can wear. When I stop wearing it, I give it to somebody else to wear. Yeah. So that's my excuse. That's my reasoning. That's it my. Sounds plausible to me. So I'm <laughs> fully on board with that excuse. And a lot of people say it's a load of rubbish, but and that's okay too. The things that we are drawn to, especially those of us who like the external stuff, yes, it's a, it's a real problem. The problem for people who are much more introverted in terms of the way they manifest themselves in the world is the question, who am I? Because if, if there's nothing on the outside, we don't have a dialogue between the inside and the outside. So we all, I would suggest, in terms of our humanity, we all have a dialogue between our inner self and our outer self, and we all have to be honest in that dialogue, and we all make excuses in that dialogue. We cannot avoid branding in um, an objective sense. We're all doing it all the, all the time. We're all looking for an identity and to express ourselves, even old people like me. Yeah. We still <laughs> want to be me. We, we want to express oneself uh, mm myself, you know, in an authentic way for me. And that's the clothes I wear yeah. and, and the vacations I take and the language I use and all the rest of it. And the challenge, the, you know, the invitation is to maintain authenticity, to grow into a deeper and deeper, even, even, in, uh, even old people. Not, it's not, this is not just a young person thing. Hmm. Even us oldies, we have to remember it's a journey into the true self and what that is. And yes, ultimately, that will be about letting go of things. It will be about letting go of judgments, letting go of uh, possessions, and all the rest of it. Yeah. We, we, we are called to hold things lightly, not to hang on to them. Right. There's, Very so true. not necessarily something wrong with having things. It's a question of how do we hold them? Hmm. I agree. So, so, you know, I really, again, we we want to uh, commend Alexandra for how she expressed the work she did, because it is the reality. This is what's going on in the moment for a lot of people, especially younger people. The challenge, the invitation is to keep it in perspective and not get swept away by the image and lose the identity, lose Mm. the truth, lose the self. And keep these exterior things as simply that. that They are exterior things and they are not necessarily bad. They might even have be good for you. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Kevin, I totally I totally agree. I think it's been a really interesting conversation and I think it's very topical of of the moment of what's going on right now. And it's something that's talked a lot about in my friendship group. So it's been a really good episode. So thank you, Uncle Kevin. I think you've really given some wonderful perspective on that. I look forward to chatting next week again, hopefully. Yeah, we'll be back on next week. Yeah, so thanks so much um, for this week, Uncle Kevin. Loved it. And Fran, I love your brand. 
I think you are lovely inside <laughs> and out, and I love the way you manifest in the world and share that with us all because it brightens my day whenever I see it on Instagram. <laughs> oh, God, going, you know, I love that. Thank you so much. Well, I would love if you could actually post more on Instagram. That would actually be really useful <laughs> if you could do that for me. Of course, anything on Instagram would be a start. <laughs> post anything. Anything would be good. You used to do us. You used to do some of the stories on our Instagram, and I love that. I, that's going to be your quest. So next time you'll be on the Instagram. Are you going to give me homework? You've got homework. Okay, fine. <laughs> do more on the Instagram to create the brand, <laughs> the outward brand, the vision. We need more of the vision, Uncle Kevin. Um, All right. So there's your homework. Right. All right, love. You go. Take care. God bless. Take care. Bye. Bye. I'm Francesca Donnellan, and you've been listening to Becoming More Human, the podcast. You can follow Becoming More Human on Instagram, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your podcast apps, such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Google. And don't forget to check out our website for exclusive audio content on becomingmorehuman.co.uk. Join me next week for another inspiring conversation. Thank you for listening.